cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. The ground is soft, it's not... It's no, it's not, heavy. It's soft on time. So it's, it's, it's heavy. Okay. A very warm welcome to a Bar Sunday Sermon special. My name's Lee Keys of uk, and joining me tonight is a plethora of high-quality guests. John Lang from John Joe's Blogspot. Well, good uh, good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. How are we well? And uh, secondly, uh, joining us tonight is Adam Norman, uh, fresh from his jaunts to Weatherby and Newcastle, doing his, doing his old uh, paddock exp- expertise, and uh, uh, giving uh, listeners a, a nice winner yesterday with Killer Clown at 7-2 to two on his bar steward's debut. So well done, Adam, and welcome to the show. Oh, not a bad start, was it, Lee? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good start. Good to see him winning with uh, something in hand in the end there. Yeah, it was lovely. Very, very easy performance. And obviously not forgetting you, John, with your treble. Look, very, very pleasing treble yesterday. Wow. Yes. Yeah, my two followers are in Clara. <laughs> did, did your flat horse win as well then, uh, John? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Good effort. By, by a Quentin Frank's long nose. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, no, well done. Well done. 26 to 1, it paid well done. Uh, and also, obviously, this is this is a bastard special show because uh, joining us shortly, in about 15 minutes' time, will be uh, online bookmaker Jeff Banks, which has uh, caused controversy recently uh, with the non-payment uh, of, a, of a winning uh, multiple bet uh, to, a, to a customer called Adam Bunn. And we'll be discussing with Jeff all aspects of this, and I'll be putting Adam's, co- uh, Adam's fight to Jeff and asking why he hasn't been paid. And hopefully Jeff will give us a suitable sort of response where we can debate and discuss this like uh, like adults without having a bum fight. But anyway, that'll come in 15 minutes' time. To, before we uh, get to that, we're going <coughs> to look, look at yesterday's racing, chaps. Saturday's racing, probably not top-class fare in terms of depth. Obviously, we had a very, very smart performance from Constitution Hill, which is certainly the one to beat now in the Supreme Novices Hurdle. It's certainly better for me than the other Henderson inmate, John Bond. Any, any anything catch your eye yesterday, I, Adam? I'll come to you first. I know you uh, was working yesterday at Newcastle and and doing your your paddock. And any anything anything catch your eye at Newcastle yesterday? Perhaps I suppose there was a couple um, fugitive uh, bounce back to form after uh, a flopping at Haydock in a in a novice's limited handicap, and um, he just completely. Stole the show in the paddock before, and I mean there was only four runners, but um, he, he completely stood out as a just a lovely, nice, you know, nice, ch- nice big chaser, and yeah. um, you know he was a he was a bit a value bet to beat Dreams of Home, um, and he's uh, he definitely wanted to keep on the right side. I think he's still quite um, sort of unfurnished. Uh, how old is he? Let me just check. I think he's uh, just turned seven, so he's he's, you know, he's a big horse with a big frame. I think he's just going to probably be better in twelve months' time, but. Um, that was uh, that's certainly one to keep on the right side, and the other one was um, since day one who um, defied two two penalties in the in the last race, novice hurdler. Um, as, you know, it's it's not easy to give away two penalties, and um, you know he's given away twelve pounds for a, a quite nice looking horse called Stokes, um, and they they went at it from quite a way out. I thought I haven't looked at the times or done any of those sorts of uh, calculations, but I was quite impressed with how he looked beforehand. You know, a proper nice big 
chaser and um you know donald's got a, a really good band of young horses at the moment and this one is is probably going to be right up there i think i thought he was pretty impressive yesterday yeah i mean regards to your two i mean fugitive was very impressive at worcester on chasing debut and then for some reason went to Haydock um and just didn't I didn't jump a fence. It was quite weird. It looked like yeah. he'd never seen one, which was quite odd compared to Worcester. And he was a bit, he, he was good at some yesterday, but yeah. still, uh, still sort of like, you know, missing the odd one out and getting yeah. too close into, into one or two. So I think there's a, and like you said, it, I, like, I like your analysis that, you know, he, he's, he's, he's got plenty of scope uh, for fencing. So I think that builds my confidence that he could be quite smart because I don't think he's the finished article yet in terms of jumping. So no, like not said, at all. No, no. I thought he stepped at quite a few. And um, the, the Newcastle fences used to be sort of quite formidable, didn't they? And I think they're uh, they looked quite soft yesterday. He was just yeah. he, he sort of stepped through a few, like as if they weren't there. And I just think something like um, trying to think of some some bigger. T- I mean, oh, you'd hesitate to go straight back to Haydock, wouldn't you? But um, you know, you would. I, I, you would on I, that. I just think, you know just, what? I, yeah, I just think Weatherby would suit him really well. Um, but I'm, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna message the owner, uh, Carl Hinch, yeah, on Carl. Twitter, and I'm just gonna ask him if there anything came to light that day, yeah. and, you know, because the, the 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 thing for me is that it was just it was out of kilter with the other two performances. Yeah, he didn't jump yeah. as slick as Worcester yesterday, but probably maybe a bit of confidence drop after Haydock, maybe. Um, because obviously he got nothing right there. Um, but yeah, an interesting one to follow for sure. John, after your uh, uh, fine exploits yesterday, uh, uh, smashing the bookies with Blogger, and um, anything that sort of took your eye yesterday from any sort of future punting point of view, or maybe, I don't know, anything that you, you enjoyed watching, anything anything at all, really? Pay, gin, anything? Right, a couple of things actually. Firstly, I'm not sure what that Tweedy National Hunt look works for Liana. I think she's met herself into the flat. Uh, <laughs> certainly is, anyway. Um, the other one that caught me eye was a horse called Bug Scuffle uh, running the 138 at Cork. Okay. Um, I don't think it's gone off any less than 80 to 1 in its six starts so far. First time over three mile on heavy yesterday in the maiden hurdle. Did actually show, but it was running on all curves towards the finish. Very, very quiet ride, which is all it's had in all six six starts up to now. It should get a derisory handicap mark and would be one to keep an eye on and plover. That's what we like, one of these uh, unexposed uh, dirty plots, uh, especially from Ireland. Um, so bug scuffle. Wow. Uh, uh, oh, for John, yeah. yeah. Uh, look at the. I love the SPs. Fantastic. Just looking now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, eighties, hundred and twenty-fives, hundred and fifties, two hundreds, two hundreds, two hundred and fifties. And eleven yeah. to four next time. Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once the handicap mark comes through, the lab, the, these we Irish lads will have a look and think, well, you know, is, from is, the application of cash. Yes, is it? Is, yes. Unless it, if it's not their cash, it'll be uh, it'll probably handbrake again. But yeah, there we go. Two hundred and fifties again, won't it? Yeah, for sure. I see, the, I see that trainer's never trained a winner, not yet anyway. Really, John Neilan or Nylan, was it? Yeah, not from sixty-three in the last five years. Yeah, this is there it. we go. This is the one. There we go. This this the, whole, the whole point of him taking out a license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very patient man. Yeah. 
this is this is his life project. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he, yeah. He's on his so far Jeff Banks account and he's ready to rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quality job right uh, we've got a couple of before we bring J- will jeff in um we've got a couple of uh, questions from listeners as always we always appreciate them and um uh, one's a more serious one so uh it's to john nolan uh he's been on and he said this week the racing post ran a front page headline with the Dunfrost story and uh, a feature about the weighing room this is a great place to work um are they trolling us um, or do they want to cast aspersions on the verdict? Or simply are they currying favour with the uh, with the weighing room jocks? Um, John, thoughts on this? Well, I think it's simply a matter of uh, the post realising that over the last month or so, they've had to report facts from the hearings on and so forth. And that hasn't shed a lot of positive light on the jockeys. And quite a few people at the post will have been bricking it over needing future interviews and things and probably suggested it's time we got back where we belong, which is firmly and squarely right up the jockey's asses. So they've, uh, they've done a little puff piece for them. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's a whole sordid affair. Adam, have you have you any, any views on that, that Racing Post article? Oh. Or, or- or the whole affair, because obviously you're a new bar steward. I mean, what's your what's your take overall on the the, the Frost Dunn affair? What's, oh what's your... man, I mean, th- there are always two sides of the to the stories, aren't there? You know. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, where, <laughs> where can I? Where do I start? Uh, I've not taken a very close look at it. As like you said, I think it, it all should have been sorted out before it got to the state that it did. Um, and I don't think any of it's reflected very well uh, on racing, has it? Um, um, what, what, what more can I add? I think it's all been, I think it's all been said, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, 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 mean, I, I kind of thought we'd moved on, to be honest, uh, lads. Uh, you know, uh, but maybe, maybe it's one of these things that's just gonna, just gonna sort of um, fester. Well, it, it could well do because obviously uh, Stopper Dunn has got got leave to appeal. Um, yeah. Obviously, so, so if if he puts an appeal in, uh, this could well uh, rumble on and on. I mean, I mean um, where where do, do we feel that all the facts were laid were laid out in the in, in the case? Because I think a lot of people s- seem to think that that Dunn's brief was pretty poor on the day. I think yeah. after reading it all constantly for a while. Um, I think that you've just summed it up. Uh, Dunn's defence was poor, yeah. um, and it's probably a standard of of, of the Wayne Room because the Wayne Room's not yeah. moved on since nineteen nineteen eighty eight. You know, but, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's it's, and I think that was more or less it. There was there were everyone seems shell shocked in the Wayne Room. It's come to this, and mm. but maybe that's what needed you know to shake it up and bring it into the yeah into the yeah, yeah, into the yeah. next. Well, uh, you know, it's a professional sport, isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, we n- none of us has you know n- not being privy to to the weighing room. None of us can really speak you know with great confidence and clarity about what goes on in there. You know, we we all think we know and we can all comment and we all know that it's it, it sounds like it's stuck in the past and that. But um, uh, uh, and and clearly this you know, what was alleged you know shouldn't happen. I think that's pretty that's pretty pretty clear. Whether um, the 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 stuff on the racetrack that he was accused of, um, 
I'm not so sure, to be honest. Um, it's you know, if you're out on that track, it's uh, yeah, you know, you're fair, you're 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 fair game, aren't you? You know, there's Absolutely. no, there's, there's, no mean, there's just no quarter given, is there? It's it's a tough professional sport. Yeah, try, I mean, obviously, sometimes we try and bring a bit of balance to to any sort of debate. And I've I've been on race courses for a long time, and if you sometimes if you stand at certain places on the race course, maybe at the two pole or when races mm. are starting to take shape, mm. you, you can hear the swearing and the, and the absolute yeah. monstrosities coming out. Because <laughs> obviously you're traveling at 36, 37 miles an hour at that point. You, you, you're you getting yeah. into position. If someone takes your ground, you can hear the, yeah. the, the, the Fs, the Jeffs yeah. and the, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's not very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's not for ITV because they did the, the jockey mic at one bit and stopped that. Oh, because, yeah, they did <laughs> ITV or Channel 4. I can't remember who did it, but someone right. did the jockey mic in, during mm. races. And obviously that had to be shelved because yeah. of all the, the expletives. Um, yeah. So, I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it, there, there he says it all. I've got uh, massive respect for anybody who, who, who rides horses at that level. But, you know, you've got to be half mad to do it. And, uh, um, you know, particularly the girls that do it. I think that they, they're just they're as tough as tough as they come, you know. Um, and I've got a lot of respect for them all, just to just to get get the to saddle up and get out there, really. You know, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Gay Kellaway, regular guest on this show, she she certainly uh, isn't one to mess with, and yeah. she handled all the the, the yeah. tough boys in the weighing room back in back in the day when it yeah. certainly wasn't fashionable absolutely. to be a, yeah. to be a, the fairer sex yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, jockey. Yeah. Anyway, fi- final question. Um, uh, we've only got two this week. That's that's our two. That's John's two listeners tuning in after their treble um, yesterday. Um, and it comes from Michael Toms, and uh, he he says, with Ross Kirkley starting to show his skills over here, what under the radar jockeys would you recommend keeping an eye for for the year? Oshie McSweeney, an, an apprentice, uh, he likes as well as one one going forwards. Um, John. I'm going to come to you first for your uh, any any jockeys that might be under the radar this year. There's one that's under the radar every year, isn't there? And that's Thick Dave. <laughs> yeah. No, no, nobody backs him because he's thick. Just ask yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin. Yeah. Do you remember that, Adam? Martin Dwyer's Indian Indian betting tape, where he he said, "Oh, don't worry." Uh, th- uh, thick Dave's in the race. He's, he'll have no idea. Uh, do you remember that? That's me by. Yeah, the M- Mumbai tapes. Um, it was Martin Dwyer and Paul that- Paul Mulrennan. Paul yeah, uh, they were trying to sort of shizzle a race basically, and and they they called Dave Allen, who was riding the race, Thick Dave. I thought it was. I knew Dave Allen rode out there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sir Bar Stewards have, have, have adopted Thick, thick Dave. Dave. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, so so like John knows, think Dave will show a level profit next year because no one backs. Does he still ride for for Tim Easterby a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Tim, a, a, a big stalwart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I do like Dave Allen to be honest. Yeah. Uh, decent golfer, plays off five. Does he? Um, a little yeah. rascal. He's a yeah. bit jockey than them two pricks as well. Absolutely, hundred percent. You know, can't can't argue with that one iota. Um. So think Dave for John Adam. Any jockeys under the radar currently that are taking your BDR? I'm gonna I'm gonna call uh, call up um, T Wilmot or Thomas to his friends. Thomas um, Wilmot. Yeah, claiming five. Um, 
I think he's had a lot of trouble with injuries in the last uh, couple of years. Um, he uh, is uh, on the eight-winner mark this year with, with his season, which equals his best. Um, six of them have come for Sue Smith. I think he was based with uh, Lucinda Russell for a few years, um, but I think he's come south, and I think he's in the riding in the north, north of England now, um, or based there anyway. He's riding a lot for Sue, um, and just getting a lot of spares. You know, building up um, some good experience, and he looks really tidy, and he doesn't do an awful lot wrong. So uh, Thomas Wilmot claiming the five and. and Frankly, you know, he's as good as a lot of the um, the fully fledged jocks over here. And I think he's just ridden 31, 31 of us. So, so he's got plenty, you know, plenty of winners to go before he loses the claim. So um, Thomas Wilmot, one to keep an eye out on, yeah. Lovely. Thomas Wilmot there from, from, from Adam um, to follow Thick Dave from John. And I'm going, uh, there's a couple actually, just, just very quickly. Connor McCann, who rides for Lucinda Russell, uh, claims the 10, which is which is absolute theft. This lad will get, get much better and better and better. And you'll hear a lot more of him. And even with seven, he's a gift. Uh, I do like the lad. He's, he's very balanced. He can push out hands and heels lovely without looking like he's going to fall off, which is always good when you're getting 10. And um, he's, he's certainly, I think, above his, above his station at the moment. And yeah. second... Can I just butt in there? Uh, yeah, yeah sure. is he, is he, Can you name a horse? He's, I'm going to put him on the spot. Can you name one he's won on? Because I, I, I recognise the name. I can't think of... Um... Yeah, it was... Uh, it, was one at, it was one at Musselburgh recently, I think. Right. I mean, I'm... Um, if I... If I yeah, right on the spot on, there, haven't I? You have. And it's, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good question. I'm just trying um, to write the of, of um, a good example of his uh, prowess in the saddle. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to think now. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find him. But... Um, it's he's he's Lucinda Russell's like conditional, um, right. and he, he's caught my eye on a couple actually, and I've actually backed him. Interesting. Or, or... Well, let's come back to that. What was, who was your second? No, I've I've got it. I've got, got it. Him. I've got it. Yeah, he's. Um, oh yeah, Aurora he's... Thunder. Aurora Thunder at Muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, staying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what what I, I beg everybody to watch the ride, you know, and say is, is he better than ten pounds? And I think mm. you know that the, the uh, it's a it's a resounding yes. So mm. Conor McCann, and a more yeah. obvious one that's a more obvious one that is um, probably going to die a death soon uh, is um, is it Christian Howarth on the flat? Um, very very progressive. He was very weak to start with, claiming seven at the moment. It'll soon be five, and I think um, this chap. Hopefully he's got a good agent that will look after his claim. He's one to follow on the flat turf this season. He is he's absolutely cool as a cucumber. Um, quality rider um, is Christian Howarth. So who is he based with? Uh, Lee, where is he? He he rides quite a bit. For Marco Botte, Newmarket right, area, Newmarket, that kind yeah. of thing. Picks up a few spares. He, he he's he's very talented. Um, I think he's going to be top notch. He's very very young lad, and I've seen him in interviews. He's got a good head on his shoulders. So I, I really like the lad. I think I think he's going to go go far. Right now, the moment you've okay. been waiting for, and joining us right now is the online bookmaker Jeff Banks and the racecourse bookmaker, should I say, Jeff Banks. Jeff, a massive welcome to the show. Good evening, guys. Good evening, and obviously you know yourself, Jeff. This this could be torrid. I hope you've got a tin helmet here because you know this this could be torrid. I mean, you know this. I mean, you've probably handled worse, but you know this could be torrid. I've been wearing a I've been wearing a tin helmet for thirty years. <laughs> Certainly not short of controversies, are Jeff? 
Um, right. Anybody um, who works, works in the betting industry that's worth that's worth anything is wears a tin hat before he comes to work. <laughs> we're never going to be we're never going to be portrayed as the good guys. We're no, always the no. Indian. Right. Let, let's let's get this ball rolling then. Right. So so basically, Jeff, before you come in, I'm just gonna. I had a chat with Adam Adam Bunn this morning, um, just to basically get the full facts because I've only seen Twitter stuff, and sometimes you can, you know, listen to things and or read things, and you know. So I thought I'll get I'll get it from the horse's mouth, um, you know, from Adam, and and then obviously you can then respond. So this is Adam's history uh, with you, Jeff. This is what he says. He says that basically, in total, he made a total of five hundred and sixty pounds in deposits. Uh, uh, with, with your very self, um, and he made uh, the £200 deposit was on the day of this bet. Um, Adam says he asked for four times £40 trebles, a £40 ack. Um, it went to a trader. Uh, the £23 trebles, uh, the, the trebles were accepted at a £23 and three pence stake, but no accumulator. Adam then tried again to place the accumulator. He says that he placed then a £40 accumulator asked. Um, £19.62 was accepted on the dog's odds of 9 to 2, 11 to 4, 7 to 2, and 9 to 2. Um, so, however, Adam had deposited 200 and he said, I wanted to stake all the 200. So he had another dog bet, apparently, um, a £16 Trixie, which was a losing bet. And he also had a £24.22 treble, uh, those three, which was a losing bet. Um, Adam states that day he was on the train to the darts and uh, the last dog of the Acker was in the 5.22 race. Um, it was backed from 9-2 to two into 3-1 to one with you, Jeff. With and he, said, he says a lot of bookmakers were shorter than you, though, at around the 2-1 to one mark. He says he, he rung Jeff Banks uh, to try and get a, uh, or, or Jeff Banks' staff, obviously, to try and get a bet. Uh, £100 win at 3-1, to one, but was quoted SP only, so he refused the bet. Um, the initial trebles and ACA bets were placed at 11.05 in the morning, and the first race, dog race, was off at 11 minutes past three. And since he rang the traders afterwards to try and get another bet on the final dog on on that that that, that bet, not one, not not no mention by traders or the account was looked into during that period. He said then at 4:58 p.m. an email before the third one had ran, uh, saying account suspended and proof of funding is needed. Adam said no problems, would send docs and did so. Third one won, and the last one gets beat. Adam said he was in line for 18k if all had won. Um, as it stands, it was roughly 2,000 to uh, 2,200 uh, winnings uh, from the bet. Um, he says that that the Jeff Banks, the balance on JeffBanks.com um, was was basically credited after the after the bets have won, but then removed. Um, and after seven days backwards and forwards with with staff of Jeff Banks, um, uh, his, his stake was sent back, um, but it was two hundred and sixteen pounds, and he still doesn't understand why it's two hundred and sixteen pounds when his deposit was two hundred pounds. Um, he states that Jeff Banks was re- refusing to pay due to collusion, as software picked this up, and and in his terms and conditions, um, this is a bet that Jeff Banks should not be paid. So, Jeff, uh, that's Adam's side of the story. 
Um, you could see how it probably looks to a lot of people out there, a lot of punters out there that are baying for your blood here on this show. Can you give your response to Adam and his, uh, his, his multiple bet there? I think the first thing to say is that, and I would say this to all, you know, all punters in any, you know, in any dispute or disagreement or anything else like that, the first, the first thing to do is to keep the matter between yourself and that company. That is the mature and responsible thing to do. Guess what? Because it, when things go to arbitration, what you say online, you know, your views and what other people get involved in the mix, you know, or, or speculating about these things is not in any way productive and also prejudices um, prejudices the case. It prejudices the case significantly with the arbiter and it also will prejudice the case if you were talking about something that would go to court. Now, I'm disappointed that Mr. Bunn, who has had plenty to say on Twitter, isn't here tonight to give uh, the narrative for himself because there are more holes in what I've just been told than Swiss cheese. For example, a couple of notable things that he told you that he had spoken to a trader and that he was offered 16 pounds and 22 or 23 pounds or all these strange amounts. These are these are not the kind of amounts a trader would offer a customer. Oh, we can lay you 16 pounds and 32 pence trebles or whatever the hell. This is nonsense. These are online requests. And because of the scale of the bet um, and what it was trying to win, something in the order of off the top of my head, his own personal winning was something like 30 grand was what he was trying to win um, in his own on his own account. He also says, as you say, he received an email at 4.58. That is a lie. The actual time of the email was 3.57 p.m. If he didn't actually pick it up, that's not our problem, but that's what time it was actually sent. So him telling you it was an hour later when more dogs would have, have run is simply a lie. And, and and that's why I think I'm more than ever disappointed the fact that he hasn't come on here to state these so-called facts for himself, because that would be the best way to go about things since he has chosen to make the matter so public. And on that point, you know, some people may say, well, why would I bother to respond to these things? But of course, you know, there is the possibility that this case goes to, well, it should go to IBAS and then it should, it could possibly go to court. So why would I even choose to say anything about the matter? Well, I think because he chose to make the matter so very public and say things that were um, both inaccurate um, with regard to the collusion originally denying that they were involved in this kind of thing. And yet um, so very publicly um, making these these accusations as if he was just a one single punter being, punter being treated very harshly by the big bad betting company when in actual fact he had sent us an email that very clearly stated that he had multiple accounts with us and was going to put more accounts into us. Um, and then he went on Twitter and said exactly the same thing, um, which is pretty damn stupid, um, in my opinion. One keeps one's counsel, one negotiates with a betting company, we're not talking about a great deal of money here, a couple of grand at the end of the thing, um, but making it public was not a good idea. And these inaccuracies that, um, in fact, all the way through the, you know, of what I've read, um, 
has been characterized by inaccuracies. Oh, we waited till three ones, dogs had won, and oh, we were going to keep the money if, it, if the bet got beat. This is just simply untrue. We're talking about a tiny amount of money here. We suspended the accounts as soon as the, the software picked it up when the first dog ran, because the amounts that were invested in these on these wages was was actually very small. They were very small bets, but they very quickly pile up. And of course, it wasn't flagged on our system until the first bet had won. Jeff, I mean, you've you've been quite um, vocal in terms of of the, of the reasoning uh, why you've sort of voided this bet, if you like. Um, you said it was something to do with software and collusion. Now, what can can you explain more on this subject? Because I, I don't. This is the bit I don't understand uh, how you okay. can garner garner that opinion. Well, because the, the, because there were a series of bets placed by a number of individuals. I cannot say how many individuals are involved here, but there were a number of individuals who placed the self same accumulator. Some of them did them backwards. In order to try to, you know, to uh, to 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 hook the system, change the order, but they were the self same self same selections at Sheffield Dogs, which is a well known flapping track. It's highly volatile to even offer markets there, and that's something that we can come on to. Um, but it is a highly volatile track, not a track where an informed and educated punter would expect to be getting massive bets for very obvious reasons. So. Um, the the you know the, the you know this was uh, this this was a situation we then had to make a decision. The reason for the delay after the suspension of all of the accounts involved in this, placing the self same bets, basically a, 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 a naked betting coup, an old fashioned betting coup, if you like. Um, the the reason for the delay is because you know at, at the outset we didn't know how to proceed with matters. Um, it, you know, the, the, these things take discussions because when you, you know, over a 30 year period, I've never not paid a bet. So therefore, to make a decision in this particular case that we were not going to pay bets, especially when the maturity of these bets was actually very small, the total exposure is a rather inconsequential amount of money. It would be easy to just pay and move and move on, close the accounts, as some people have said. Um, and, and that would be, you know, you would think that with some people that would be the end of the matter. Just pay. I've heard that. Oh, just pay. Don't worry about it. Just pay the money and all this kind of stuff. But it doesn't quite work like that. Um, since we became aware that there were multiple accounts doing the same thing and everything like that, we decided to remove the the tick from the from the back of the animal, basically, to 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 in in many ways to make it clear that such behavior which was clearly wrong clearly uh clearly designed to circumnavigate rules which everybody knows about um and circumnavigate the very principle of one man one bet these kind of principles um we decided that for our future and in order to to continue to offer services at lesser dog tracks like sheffield that it would be best to remove these accounts and we weren't worried if it was if, if it was a matter that went public because we, we we want people to understand that first of all our rules are fair open and transparent everybody knows about these rules john this is not new information nobody can sort of say oh my god i didn't know that we weren't supposed to have 20 accounts doing exactly the same thing and to jump on the systems at the same time and have these bets 
and therefore overload the system for a tiny little dog track where, you know, where an online service is basically trying to provide a service for all. So that it's not designed, you know, the system isn't designed that way, and he would have been well aware that, that those were the rules. So I, I don't have any sympathy for the view that um, that we, we should just pay. Uh, uh, the decision was taken that, that we were going to uh, it, try to ensure that this kind of behaviour was maxed out. Jeff, Jeff I mean, the, the, the one the, one of the main problems I have is is what many have said um, is that there was a four hour gap between um, the the bet placement and the first dog to run. Now, surely um, in that 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 period of time, um, you must sure all your traders or all your software must surely be aware of bets, especially probably on ground racing, um, that this this doesn't look right. If that's that's your stance, this this is not right. Um, so why why did it take so long to you know it's, to, it's to avoid this bet? It's, it's a reasonable point of view. We we take well, all betting companies take uh, multi bets all of the time and and. As a general, I can't speak for all the betting companies as to how their software works, but it, it, as a general rule, these things don't come up. They aren't flagged on the system unless um, unless they start to run up, John. Unless the you know the running up money, the amount of money that's actually wagered on the ongoing legs reaches an appreciable amount. We're talking about bets that were quite small, sixteen pounds. It's not the kind of amounts of money that would be flagged up. And in, in any betting company, and it was only as a result of the first one winning that the bet suddenly became popped up in our software that these things, and we saw a number of individuals had placed the self-same bet, a number, and they were immediately notified, immediately suspended on that. And then I think this, I mean, one must be clear, you know, that these rules are fair, open and transparent, and everybody knows these rules. You can scream, you can go on Twitter, you know, I've, I've had a number of people, you know, swearing at me. I mean, I think I've been called cunt eight times. Uh, and, and Welsh are all the rest of it. Only you know, I've, counted more, I've counted more than that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Okay. But I don't read them all. But to be honest with you, you know, most of these characters are anonymous. And there's a reason why most of these characters are on Twitter anonymously, because they have been restricted or factored by betting companies, betting greyhounds across the board. They've been, and, and I, so to a, to a large extent, John, I understand that the frustration of people, um, you know, who are unable to, you know, to get the bets that they want in greyhound racing. And with the exception of those that are trading for a living, they have my, you know, they do have my simply, but I didn't create this problem. You know, I didn't make greyhound markets excessively weak. I wasn't, a, you know, I wasn't the, 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 the decision maker in the nineties to, to, to make bet, to make greyhound betting uh, bag services and things like that, a betting only service with no people there with two or three bookmakers paid to attend in order that they could even return an SP, which absolutely dropped the bottom out of the greyhound betting market. And all of you know, and all of the anonymous people that are sitting out there know one thing. You couldn't have a hundred pounds on a dog on a betting exchange 10 minutes before the race is about to run, unless it was maybe even money. Everybody knows this to be true. Nobody 
nobody, including betting exchanges, which is people themselves, want to be involved with risk on greyhounds. And the reason they don't want to be involved laying any bets on greyhounds, you know, until the very late part of the market is simply because it's just too volatile. It's, and I'm afraid to say it is too open to crookedness because the price money is too low. And the only way to make uh, greyhound ownership and uh, connections pay is to have a few gambles. I don't blame them. The betting companies created this monster, but I personally didn't create this monster. And whilst there are Twitterati seem to be blaming me for this situation and how it's occurred, I wasn't responsible for it. I never approved of it. I was very publicly against the bag service, the, 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 you know, that basically robbed the engine out of Greyhound Racing. We've seen many major Greyhound Racing tracks, including tracks that I loved. I used to go when I was a kid to Slough, Wimbledon Dogs. I was there all the time. Most nights I would go racing, you know, as a kid, betting underage and all this kind of nonsense as you did in those days with great bookmakers like Tony Morris, John White, you know, Poulter, all these boys and 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 power. And, and I used to I used to love going to the to the dogs and but the the engine, the the sport has absolutely been ruined, but not only by it, but in partially by itself. But part, but in the main, by betting companies, gambling companies. Jeff, do you? Do you I, I mean that aside. I mean that's a side subject, to be honest. I mean, li- listen. I mean, I mean this to me is. I, I think I, I'm not saying it's straightforward because I've read your terms and conditions, and this is what scares me. I think if all punters read all bookmakers' terms and conditions, uh, you'd never have a bet again. I mean, I mean, look at your ten point eight, ten point eight point one, ten point eight point two, ten point um basically what it's kind of saying is um and i'm not saying you do this jeff because i don't know I, I can't make accusations that you do i'm just saying what it does is it gives a bookmaker a license if they if they feel they've they've had their trousers pulled down for example and in this case i'm not saying it has been pulled down because uh, in adam bunn's case but you have got you have got terms and conditions here that that can basically say you don't have to pay anyone you like. It's, it's that simple. And bearing in mind that, that Adam Adam did send Adam did send emails to you, Jeff, that you didn't like. He was quite, you know, trumpeteering, say, you know, blah de blah. He, he he was quite, and he and he did say he was he was pissed when he sent one of them. Um, but not that, not that that's an excuse. But I'm just saying that maybe maybe you took offence to Adam's behaviour. And maybe this is why you're taking this stance to basically drag this out as long as possible. Maybe. I'm, no, I'm, 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 no, the, no, no, Joe. No, you're wrong. The exposure here was in the exposure here was a number of accounts. I've heard that, for example, a number of three flashed at me. This was this was a figure well well in excess of a hundred grand of risk at a tiny volatile uh, greyhound tra- greyhound track, and this was nothing personal. We just decided, and, and the decision that we took at the time was based on what we were faced in front of us. A number of accounts doing the self same thing, giving us a massive exposure on these on these same animals. All of which, of course, went off a lot shorter. You know, some nine to two chances going off at ten to eleven and things like this. You know, this was um, a, a unique situation, and we felt that going forward in order to offer any kind of a service at Sheffield Dogs, for example, and our tracks like that, that this this had to be removed from our system. And 
you know, at the end of the day, when you know rules rules are in place and they are clear rules, John. Um, and I I don't you know at the end of the day we we identified there was collusion and guess what he admitted there was collusion and so I'm I'm wondering why you're why anybody would defend such behaviour because at the end of the day the only people who get uh, penalised by this kind of behaviour are the regular punters whether they win or whether they lose is immaterial but the regular customers who are just having a bet who enjoy having a bet. And want to have a bet at Sheffield and want to have a price service. They don't want to back on dog at SP. They just want to have a bet. They're having a few bets during the course of the day and they are penalised by such behaviour. And if we are to offer services at tracks like this, and I am committed to offering price services at as many meetings as we can, we have to remove people who are operating multiple accounts. Now, for precedent in this kind of thing, I'll draw your attention to the 365 incidents. The, you know, it's it's not framed in exactly the same way, but it's the same basic rule of the Northern Irish girl who placed a wager with Bet365 to win X number of, you know, X no, a million pounds at Kempton one night and all the rest of it. And it was identified that it was somebody else's money and all this kind of stuff. These are all in the same basket that these rules are designed to um, protect. One other point that was raised, I think it was raised by Bernard of White Swan Data, and he says basically, oh, well, why weren't these bets stopped at the outset? And I think it's 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 one would need in order to stop bets like this at the outset, one would need highly advanced and technical um, software capable of dealing, identifying with, the, for example, the difference between a load of people as regularly happens backing Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea in, in various accumulators. and Betting four dogs, for example, at Sheffield um, or, or or something like that, that's far more volatile. It, it's probably software that would operate in companies like Bet365, for example, with hundred million pound websites and, and substantial investments in software every single year. We know that. Um, but in in most companies, it's probably it probably doesn't work as efficiently as people would imagine that it that it should. Yeah, I think can I come in there, Lee? Of course you can, Adam. Yes, uh, yes. Jeff, sure. it's Adam Norman here. Um, I, I think, I think, to, I think to the outsider, I think, I think, I think that is the 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 nub of the issue, isn't it? I think, I think people are saying that you've cancelled the bet mid bet, and it looks like you've sort of uh, you, you don't like what you've seen, and uh, you know, if if the, say the first two had lost, you would have just let it. You might have just let it ride and taken the. You know, the 200 quid stake and uh, no one would have known anything about it um uh but obviously the first one or one and then you and then you you know that like as you say that that, that triggered everything um and but to the outside it may look uh, as if you just you know, you just tried to sort of you know um just sort of call a halt to the whole thing um secondly i think i think um if you're a, if you're someone who's operating multiple accounts and trying to land a gamble with half as an account with the same bookmaker you're an idiot frankly i mean i mean jeff well, have you have, have you any yeah, evidence hold on to... a second john john let me just answer, yeah. let me answer his points first of all second second point first yes he's absolutely correct you are an idiot to try to do the same thing with one with one betting firm and expect to get away with it now the fact that the fact, fact of the matter is that this is you know this gentleman has this adam 
uh, bun has chosen to make the matter very public in order to try to gain a to gain a sort of Robin Hood mentality, you know, oh, here I is Robin Hood and 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 the the, the big bad betting company is not going to pay me out and all this kind of nonsense. But the bottom line is he broke the fucking rules and he broke the rules in a manner um, that was so transparent and so idiotic that it could not be ignored. And, you know, if his, if his assertions are true, that he's got 20 or 30 betting accounts with us at the same time, then we need to make clear to him that, that we're not going to just sit by and allow him to take hundreds of thousands of pounds out of us, ha, 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 by, okay, we're going to close his account, but he's got another 25 still to go that we need to get out. And in the meantime, we'll keep, keep paying the bill to be rid of him. We want... We, we have to establish that from the outset that these are a breach of rules, that these things are extremely expensive for the betting company, extremely expensive. We're not Bet365 or Skybet or Betfair. You know, we are we are a medium sized uh, online enterprise and to, to lose, you know, an, an appreciable amount of this like this every single day is is not supportable. It still would not be business like to get the message out there and in a way we have got the message out there that if you do this kind of thing and you if you are this stupid as this man would when we will act and i think part of the reason but the main reason that the the whole thing um has sort of blown up is because you know it obviously came to me from my from my traders and they said well what, what do you want to do with this and i said well you know this man's made it very public he's going to that he is operating this system on our on our systems don't he's pay not him. said that he said he could get he could get more accounts did he not did, did he say no, if he, said, he wanted no, to he, said he could no, he said he said both john the whole you know what is being ignored in the whole debate is the fact that were we right about collusion yes we were one of the things that's been you know i've said I've read a few individuals again people that don't don't know the full picture is oh don't go to ibas ibas is not a, they're not a bookmaker they're not a betting company they're an independent arbitration service which the bookmakers sign up to they, different bookmakers use different betting services but one common theme one commonality from from those twitterati the greyhound twitterati if you like who are outraged that this guy isn't getting paid um is that that the the case shouldn't go to ibas that they should not go to ibas that they feel that they would lose. In other words, all of them accept that what he did was a clear breach of every betting company's rules. They all accept that, but that's not good enough for them. So the idea is then, well, what we'll do is, well, uh, the best way to do is maybe run it to court. Well, I, I know what happens with courts. Um, courts kick it, you know, if you ignore arbitration services, in which are also, by the way, in you know, betting companies' terms and conditions, if you ignore arbitration because you don't fancy the results, it will prejudice your case in court. It's very likely a judge will say, why didn't you go to arbitration? Because you're wasting court time. That's basically how it works. Can I just ask, um, Jeff, and, um, yeah. with, with, with collusion, at what, at what point does sort of collusion become collusion? Say, say a trainer wants to, uh, or a stable has a gamble on a horse, it's like tens into, well, I don't know, two, and, um, you know, it's backed off the boards with every bookmaker and you have several accounts that are all back in the same horse. That's obviously not, I presume that's not collusion. So, oh, that, that, I mean, we take tens of thousands of bets every week, yeah. Adam. 
Um, and I've been in the betting business for 30 years now, and this is the first time I've ever applied this rule. Right. The first time. Okay. So that gives you an indication of how transparent the nature yeah. of this gamble was. Indeed, okay. you know, your point is your point is very accurate. At the end of the day, you know, w w the clever uh, investor, the clever punter, the clever gambler, the clever professional never places the same bet with the same betting company more than once. And they also manage their stake. They're very clever about what they do. We, we know we, we are, I have the greatest respect for the for these people. They they operate in a very clever way and they know if you go on to bet free five or sky bet and you're four thousand pounds on a horse at two to one because they're sky bet because they're so-called big company and that two to one chance goes up at even money. The next day you're very likely to find yourself unable to have more than a pound on. This is just the way that mm. thing that the big companies have engineered society to expect. Um, and I so I do have, you know, a great deal of sympathy with, you know, with, you know, with with gap with with punters with regard to this matter. But in 30 years, I've never seen anything as transparent or as naked as this. And then to have the character boasting about how many accounts he ever got that at the end of the day, I just decided to say no. It's bad behavior. You're in fact, you're you're negatively impacting the rest of my customer base. And whilst people think this isn't about twenty quid or two grand or not, it is about our ability to offer a service for our customers. That's more important to me than Adam Bunn or his mates. That the end of the day, we want to offer a price service to you know at places like Sheffield. Why the hell not? Even if the prices we know. Um, you know, they, 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 they're going to be, you know, paper prices that, you know, they, they, they're, they're not, they're, they're not hard and fast prices as one might have at Royal Ascot based on known form. There'll be a lot of gambles take place at flapping tracks like that. We accept that you have to offer us, you know, we have to offer a service. We choose to offer a service. We give best odds guaranteed on dogs. Nobody else does that. If you go on in the morning, lads, and you look at all the betting companies across the board, only Bet365 and I think Paddy Power offer any Greyhound prices in advance other than, say, a few study tracks. And that's it. Most of the tracks, there's no service whatsoever. So we try to yeah. do that. Now, you can piss on that. You can piss on that ideal. You can say, oh, well, you know, this is all about getting Adam Bunn paid. But to me, it isn't about getting Adam Bunn paid. It's about servicing my entire client base and giving them a better service. Now, that's that's, you know, you know, if you're cynical about views like that, then I'm sorry. But this has always been my view in business. Jeff, I'm, Jeff, I've, I've got to come in here because obviously you, you, your, your allegations towards Adam are collusion. See, have you have you got evidence, like real 100% concrete proof that there is collusion here? 100% as in a court of law, you can stand there with Adam, with Adam Bon and point at this as 100% collusion that this bet should not stand. Do you have this in your possession? Mate, sorry, that's a daft question. Nothing is 100% in life. And, right, you know, the fact, you know, as a few people sort of point out quite reasonably, that you know, it's 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 common for bookmakers to take uh, the same selections in multiple accumulators. It's common. It's regular. It's daily. It's hourly. We take accumulators on the same selections. You know, favourites of horses, favourites of football, this kind of stuff. It's absolutely common. 
you know, but there is no 100% in life when you talk about collusion. This was very, very evidently because, I mean, who bets at Sheffield? Who, who bets at Sheffield at 11 o'clock in the morning, for example? It's not even on. It doesn't start till three o'clock in the afternoon. So who, who bets at Sheffield? This is this was very open and transparent. And uh, as I say, it wasn't picked up till the fir first leg, but get the, the accounts were immediately suspended and we were discussing what we had to do about this particular situation. It, it isn't about whether the, whether it got, if it had no winners whatsoever, some people maintain that if it had no winners whatsoever, we would have just trousered the money, which is just absolute nonsense. When the accounts are suspended, people would reasonably turn around. They, they would have known. They would have come straight back to us and said, Let's "Give us some money back," and that would have been. Do, do you, and that would have been. We, we, we wouldn't have had a prayer with IBAS in keeping the money after the fact. So, and we, we would have no intention of keeping pennies that were involved here. You know, so those kind of accusations leveled at us are completely manifestly unfair. With, with pints in their hands who, who've escaped the Betfair Forum a bit bored of an afternoon. The standard anonymous types that you see on Twitter calling everybody a cunt. True, Jeff, but we're, not, we're, we're certainly not that. We're, we're just trying to get to the bottom no. of this. And, no, and, and no, 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 I don't think any... You, 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 I mean, obviously, the, the three of us aren't on your hymn sheet at, at all at, so far. Um, Adam, you've got something to say there? Yeah, I was just, think, I was just thinking, you, you, you said there... Um, that uh, the winnings were initially paid and then taken off, and then he's been paid. They they, they he's been appeared paid on two hundred and sixteen, and then it, uh, and you know what? That sounds like you've got some sort of technical issues there with your software, Jeff. No, it wasn't. It wasn't technical. It wasn't decided to void. It wasn't decided to void the bets immediately. This was nothing to do with the. Um, <clears throat> this was nothing to do with. Um, the amounts of money involved or anything else like that. It was just decided to suspend the accounts so we could look into, um, you know, the nature of the accounts. We asked for um, bank statements, things that they had been asked for before but not provided, so that possibly we could identify or pin pinpoint more the nature of the collusion. In other words, if funds were going from one place to one bank statement to another, which does happen, I'm afraid. Um, and so because these, you know, several individuals were doing the self same thing. So we had to wait until we received um, a bit more data. Jeff, would it, would it be right to say that insofar as these bets weren't flagged up until the first one won, if, say, the first three had got bait, would nothing have happened and this one hundred percent, their accounts would have been closed, and their money would have been refunded to them. It was just a matter. It was just we have we have a process to go through, and it has to be fair and transparent process. You can't just void bets until such time as you're clear that collusion has taken place. And part of that collusion process is looking into a bit. All we had from these guys when they opened their accounts was their ID and they hadn't provided the necessary, what we had requested more than once, um, bank statements. And so we asked for the bank statements. Um, uh, we considered mobile phone records, but we thought that would be too invasive um, and a breach of people's necessary privacy, which I'm against. Yeah. But the bank statements seemed proportionate um, and we thought we could identify movements of money from one customer to another. Uh, that's happened before, uh, but not something that we've ever applied 
before, you know. Right. But this was this was to win a great deal of money, and one has to, as a business, make a decision um, how one approaches this. And um, of course, everybody thinks that any company should pay every bill every single time. They're always wrong. Uh, they're all bastards, and and. And all the poor punters are really downtrodden and everything like that. That's that's not the case here. This was this was very open, very transparent. And by the way, you know you could you know you could say that Adam Bunn was very open and transparent. It didn't come in his favour. The other people involved in the gamble haven't, to their credit, haven't said a word. They haven't opened their mouths. The various individuals involved that also placed the same bets, um, they haven't said a word. Only Adam Bunn has opened his mouth. But what Jeff, he did just, open his mouth, what he said was extremely damning. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, this is where I come back to my earlier point. I just, this is this is my opinion, Jeff, not fact, but opinion. And I genuinely believe the emails from Adam to yourself, as because I can't, I, I kind, I kind of know you. I don't know you, but I kind of know you from social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You'll have a debate with anybody, but. But when it's just outright abuse and trolling, you, you're not interested. And I, I, I genuinely believe that the emails, the personal emails that Adam sent to you, have had a bearing in, in your decision on this. I, and and nothing will make my change my mind on that because I, I I'm thinking like you, you're just sort of highlighting it now. If Adam, if Adam keeps quiet, says nothing, hadn't been antagonistic towards you at any point in personal emails towards you, you know, saying I, I can get as many accounts as I like and and do this and do that, right? And well, I, I genuinely think this is why you're taking this down. No. First of all, I accept what he said in his email and by the way also in his Twitter account that, that what he said is true. I have no reason to believe the, that he uh, what he's saying is untrue. I, I, I don't have any reason to assume that it's a, your your um, your contention is that he, you know, oh, he was drunk and he just said it. And I and I, I can understand that point of view, but I don't agree with it. I, I accept that, you know, that what he was saying was true. Maybe he is not the architect of this gamble. Maybe it was somebody else and he was bigging it up for his own purposes. I don't know. But the, the, when you talk about my person and how I personally felt about it, well, I was pretty, I was pretty, um unhappy to see it descend on social media in such a public in a, such a public manner um and i decided that for the sake of our pr that we were going to robustly respond to what i see as lies about what went on and and also a lot of a lot of juvenile speculation um from various twitterati as to what went on here you know, they, and I watched what I watched people, what people had to say, and and the stories got bigger in the telling. You know, and one person would say, "Oh, they told them after three people," and then then eight people would pick up on that thread and say, "Oh, was it after three dogs and one? Oh, oh, oh," and all this sort of nonsense. And you know, I watched it go on, and I just decided that I would defend the the open and transparent way, and be and give the facts of the case. And guess what? When I delivered the facts. That actually caused more of an uproar than if I had not delivered the facts because people then felt they had been caught out, universally caught out, 
that they all knew about this rule. They all knew that if it went to IBAS, they would lose. And 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 I believe, uh, I believe in this particular case, and IBAS have had rulings um, for and against bookmakers. You know they all of the time, but they all collectively agreed that IBAS would rule against them. They all accepted that collusion took place here and that Mr. Bunn and his colleagues would likely lose this case. And I decided to defend my company and I'll probably do it again. Jeff, I know, I know you're going to defend your company. And I, I, know think, I don't you... think you can go online, John, and just say whatever you like about people. You can, you know, if you if you can badmouth Bet365, to the end of to the end of time and they won't say anything john and that's true we all know that they won't say anything they are studied in their silence um and because you know but there are plenty of things in the bet365 cupboard that they do not want discussed or exposed they their policy is to say nothing my policy as a as a, as perhaps you know uh, you know as a high profile bookmaker you know it, when i see inaccuracies being said publicly I'm going to react. Sorry, it's human nature. But do you, do you think it's right for the industry, this? Not just for Adam Bunn or anybody else, but like looking at your terms and conditions, and I'm not saying your terms and conditions are much different to any other um, bookmakers. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I mean, this is scary for punters. And I don't think it's good for the industry, this. I don't think you are... I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't think, I don't think you're helping the industry. I don't think you are helping yourself as a company i think i think this is quite damaging personally um i'm by the way i i'm not saying this this kind of practice doesn't go off because it does and i know for a fact like you've highlighted it will it will potentially cause damage uh to to the, the ability on your company offering markets you might just not decide to offer markets on on this kind of but surely that's also a, a business choice um I, I am concerned you, by these you, terms. You looked at, have you looked at IBAS cases, John? I, I, I haven't personally, no. I know that people, other people have uh, on this subject. Okay. Um, however, yeah. I've looked at the, the odd court case. Um, and, um, you know, obviously I've seen you've gone to court to defend uh, past cases. Am I right, Jeff? Um, sorry, yeah, you, that's a bit out of left field. Uh, I went to court against the BHA. Yeah, was it was it was it to defend? Was did, have you ever been to court case to defend before uh, a, a betting transaction, a payout? Um, well, we we've had uh, I think we had one other case that did go to court over several years, um, which was kicked out. Right. So it was in right. your favour. Yes. Yeah. Right. Just just clarifying that. Um. I, I mean. I mean. What I'm trying to say is that that. Basically, these these terms and conditions, um, a lot of people will see you hiding behind this rather than just, you know, uh, manning up and, no, and, John, and, these, and, John, and these 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 terms and conditions. These terms and conditions are well known to punters, and they they've been they've been around a long time. This is why many of the people that have commented on this particular case feel, for example, that they would lose IBAS because they're aware of these conditions. My company never has never not paid a bet never this is the first time we've decided that we're going to put our foot down for the for the reasons that i've already fairly explained to you and this is a highly unusual circumstance bet365 for example they decided not to pay on something that was going to cost them a million pounds i decided i wasn't going to pay on something that was going to cost me less than five thousand pounds with 
um, you know, with a few individuals. In fact, um, it was less than ten thousand pounds. In fact, in total. Yeah. Right. Off the top I mean, of my head. Adam, John, do 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 we uh, anything to add from your perspectives on this? I mean, what what are your final thoughts, Adam, John, on this? To um, uh, you know, on on this case, what what should Jeff do? Well, well, looking at the terms and conditions, I think I think the big thing to take from this is people really need to have a, have a great good look at terms and conditions wherever the place in bets, and uh, make sure that the they're going to get paid, really. You know, I mean, there's, there seems to be a lot of ways you can look at terms and conditions, and you think, well, if they're not fancying it, they can bring in 10 point whatever, whatever the other, and maybe not pay me. But I mean, collusion bothers me, really. I mean, I, I, I could deal I with the definition of collusion, you know, because I mean, we know you want arses late. Um, if, for example, one of your horses managed to crawl off the sick bed and <laughs> make it to a race course and me, yourself and Adam decided it had a pretty good chance and we all clagged the bet on with Jeff. with Jeff, for example. Would Jeff do that as collusion? You know? Well, uh, not, not in the last 30 years, no. No. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that, that's and, and it happened, earlier, isn't like it? The kind of no. yeah. kind of circumstance that you're talking about happens all the time, not just with us, but with mm-hmm. men, with all betting companies. Yeah, but, but you, Jeff, it, you, you you know where the state of the game is now, right? Bookmakers won't lay bets in general. Um, it's just how it is, and punters now well, are resorting. Hold on a second. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask the three well, of you a question. Yeah. Given what you know about Adam Bunn and what he has said, mm-hmm. do you feel that he should just be paid. I do, yes. I, I think on this occasion, yes, because I think if, right, I think you had every right prior to the first uh, dog running. I think you had every right to suspend the account um, straight away, and that's it. And after after that, I would honour the bet, and I'd just, I'd, then I'd close, and then I'd keep my BDI and improve my software. Whatever you have to do, your end. Just to make to to make things better. I mean, like you say, it's not the amount of money because it's like two grand. It's two grand. It's not 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 earth shattering. It's not like it's twenty or forty or fifty. It, it's it's two thousand quid. And I know like that's nothing to you. That's what I'm saying. So I I, I personally I, I would I would pay the man as a gesture. I think you'll look better. I think it'll it'll look better on your company for doing so. Um, you've made your stance over so it. You your point do- of view. So you can so you condone what he did. I, I don't. Th- that's the point, though. Well, you, you do. You, he's, well, no, you it's do. down to. Sure. No, 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 no. Let's be clear. This. Let's be absolutely no, no. clear on this. You condone I, such behaviour, even if it, even if it disadvantages other people, even but, if it disadvantages genuine customers trying to get a bet in in in, in an environment where many people, you know, are, are complaining that they can't get bet or there's no service or there's no prices or anything else like that. You condone this kind of behaviour. It's naked. Did the bets have any effect on the on the SP of the fourth dog or the I potential believe, of the run-ups? That's a great, yeah, it's a good question, Adam. It, yes, I believe that these bets possibly went across, you know, several mediums of, mm. of those betting companies that were offering a price service at, at Sheffield because they were all significantly shorter. So this was a, a gamble that was fairly widespread. 
um, and probably in the main more cleverly operated with the other betting companies than what it was with us. In other mm. words, like one bet, mm. for example. I think, Lee, and, I think Lee, to sum up, I think, I think, um, I think it's ridiculous for someone to to have the same um, to try and get away with having the same hackers and and multis with with uh, on multiple accounts with one bookmaker. Um, um, and on Jeff's side, I, I think I think you need to upgrade Adam, your software, Adam, mate. Adam, claim, Adam claims he doesn't. He hasn't done that. Adam claims it was right. just that. Well, account. you you spoke to him, Lee. We 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 what, haven't. Sorry, so what we. Claim, yeah. What does he claim, John? He cl- he claims that it was just one account. <laughs> okay. But that's, that's called walking about. backwards. That's called walking backwards. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't subscribe to that. To that view. But I mean, that's the good thing, Jeff. If you can, that's the other thing. If you can prove that, I mean, I mean, to me, that 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 surely is it. That it, it, you you will be vindicated if you can prove that 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 you know that these bets have, have have been orchestrated by Adam from different accounts. But actually, I'm, I'm not 100% sure whether it was Adam that orchestrated. It doesn't, doesn't strike me as an, as an individual, I'm sorry to say, particularly intelligent enough to organise a, a gamble that goes across the industry. And it's fairly, uh, I would think, given the prices of this dog, that it was uh, a fairly well orchestrated gamble. But this guy um, has, you know, possibly just got a, shot his mouth off. Right. I think it comes okay. down to it. it comes that's down, just, I think that's, it, just a, that's just spitballing, you know. So I, I have absolutely no, 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 you know, I have no evidence of that. It's just a, an opinion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, as I said, to, to me, this is bad for the industry because I, I just believe, and I'm, I'm looking at the wider audience, the, the punters in general, like, like you so I know what I. you're saying. And, yeah, so you know, am I. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you. But, but I haven't whole, heard you is... once say. I have not heard you once say, John, that for a company Please. to actually attempt to offer a pricing service and a best odds guaranteed service is good for punters. I mean, no. you know, if you're going to, if you're going to represent consumers, you can represent them properly and consider the wider picture, not just this fellow who evidently behaved badly. I've always considered, and this is this is. This is where I've come from, uh, punters for years. Um, is that once a contract is struck between two parties, then that's it. The the bet is on, the bet is placed, and that's that. Now, I accept before they've ran. If there's a problem your end, then that, then I'm I'm fine with that. You know, if if you if you just say no, 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 we're avoiding this. We're not having this. We're not having the, this rubbish. Um, and then, then that's it. That 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 I, I'd come to your defence because it's your right. I would um, think, and I know it's. I would think. I would think. But uh, going to that point about, I would think. Then this is only an educated guess here, um, John. I would think most betting companies probably would be wouldn't have the kind of software that people talk about. So as if it's just something you could just buy off the shelf, like some Microsoft package, that would identify every everything that's thrown at them in the various order that it's thrown at them. And I, I would think only the most advanced, technologically advanced companies, multi, you know, multi-million pound companies are, are, have the capabilities to do this. Most people, because of these terms and conditions, are in their, um, you know, are in their terms and conditions. Most people defend such activity with those particular terms and conditions. Now, I understand that you have issue with that particular 
those particular terms and conditions that all betting companies have. But to be fair, certainly in my experience, it's never had to be applied before. And so it doesn't well, look like Betfred something that's did. used to just suddenly stop yeah. um, people having genuine wages. Bet, Betfred did. Betfred applied it and, and went to court with that chap, um, I, I believe. Can you remind uh, me of that? Um, it was it was an actual shop case where um, it said that they were clued in between shops um, to get certain amounts of money on the same same bet, and um, the court the court ruled in favour of the of the punters. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean personally, Jeff, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it's, I it's, the, it's the best. I, everyone. I don't it was, it was, it, it, yeah. You know, quite often, you know, you these things you don't get to hear about. Um, you know, these kind of circumstances. Uh, in this particular case, you have got to hear about it. So this, you know, this conversation that we're having will be the end of discussions. I'm not going to have any more Twitter discussions with the Twitterati because one thing about, <clears throat> I find there's a lot of um, inflexibility in the views. Um, um, you know, there's no, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, give and take, even when it becomes apparent that somebody has acted in a manner that, that prejudices other people's um, betting experience, and so at the end of the day, that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to defend. We, you know, we are a medium-sized company, and we are doing our best to offer a pricing service with the guarantee that nobody else offers. You know, if you back a dog with us, and you have a hundred pound at four to one, and it goes off at six to one, you get six to one. Where else can you get that? If you can, if you can point my way. You know, to to any other company offering such a such a service, um, I, I'd like to see it. I, I I just I just think I think that's just I, I Jeff. I know you're promoting your company, but I just think you're digressing in terms of, you know, the, the, this for me is 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 a bad taste for the industry. I think um, it's just my take on it. Um, I'm not saying that I know Adam Bunn personally, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know his motives. I don't know. I I'm I'm clueless myself, but. For me, a contract is a contract, and once once the acceptance is taken, um, my arm of the view is it, a contract. My final point is so. Therefore, when you sign up for some for something, and everybody knows these particular terms and conditions, you say that that should be waived. Um, I'm I saying think once the bet was underway, Lee. I think that's what you're saying, isn't it? I think once the bet was underway with the with the first one it's, winning, it's underway. That's, that's the thing that's left the sort of this. Sour yes. taste, isn't it? I think I think you've got to upgrade your, your software to to pick up this before it's before the first one's underway, Jeff. But that, I, think that, I think that would help all sides. Not a hundred percent sure. Um, you know that. Well, I, I get I get your point. It would be ideal if if you know uh, I, I'd be unaware if if there is software as technologically advanced to be able to disseminate between different types of markets um that would that would basically arrest this kind of thing below companies of the level of 365 yeah it's possible i mean it's possible you know um uh, you know but I, I i can't say anyway i think i, I think, I, I, think most, I know i know most heavyweight companies have software that restricts people uh unilaterally <laughs> you know i've seen that in play I see that on a daily basis. That's that's some that software that definitely works. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jeff, Jeff, you're a friend of the show, but on this case, I think um, personally, I don't agree with your stance. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, it's, it's just an opinion. Um, and I, I, do, do we concur, Adam, John? Uh, do we concur that we, we are in agreement that Jeff should be should be paying out here? <laughs> my, con- my concern is that the first dog ran and won. Really. I don't think yeah. that looks good, does it? I don't think that makes you look good, Jeff. I think that's the that's the that, that's the uh, the bone of contention for all of us. I think. I get I get that point, but I yeah. but I would equally throw that you know, you know, throw at you the con. Our view is from a different side. We we have very clear rules, very transparent rules, and it's apparent what happened here. So yeah. you know, I I understand what you're saying, but I but I. But I have a, I, I have to look at our overall our overall picture and clear very clear transparent application of our rules. Well, I think, I think if you, yeah, I think yeah, sorry, Lee. I think I think if Jeff's calling collusion on a technical issue, it's up to him whether he says, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take it on this occasion. You can you can all sod off, or I'll go, no, I'm not having that. You know. Uh, blah 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 so it's it's a personal call isn't it you know just just made the call it is it is and that that's that's that and uh, i mean basically reading jeff's terms and conditions jeff would if if you they went to ibas uh, i do believe that jeff would be covered under his terms and conditions um however i'm not so certain that it's very savory uh, to hide behind said terms and conditions which jeff maintains that he's he's never had to imply um, this rule. Um, so I'll take Jeff on his word for that. But let us know what you think, because this, this I think, obviously is going to be ongoing. Um, you know, it, it doesn't sit well with me at the moment. And as I said, this is this is where probably opinion on Twitter is needed. Bookmakers, get in touch. What do you actually think uh, about this? Would you pay out if you if you like Jeff think there was some sort of collusion and this this is not fair play at foot? Uh, that's what Jeff believes, and and Jeff absolutely is adamant on on that footy, and that's his stance. So, bookmakers, what would you do in this situation? Get in touch. Let us know. Let let, let let's have a let's have an adult discussion about it without insults. Um, that's the idea. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show, and thank you, Jeff Banks, uh, for coming on the show because you knew very well it was not going to be um, you know an easy time. Um, as I said, so um, it's one of them things. Um, it, it's it's. I think it needs it's sorting, and if it goes down to the court of law, let the courts decide, whatever. Um, but I, I wish all parties well. So that's all from me, Adam Norman, John Lang, and Jeff Banks. And we'll be back next Friday with our usual show. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.